Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Evolution is more than a theory. It is a fundamental scientific principle. You know, there's a scientific term for that. It's called baloney. We are so stupid that we think that just because telephones and computers and cars are intelligently designed, that means we are too. Well, we're not. I don't trust that Richard Dawkins. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Is the only logical explanation, unless you don't want to believe in science and logic. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio, and it is a witness way. Wednesday. God has provided a beautiful day for us to hit the streets of Georgia Tech so that we can witness to people. And we are going to talk to people today about economics. Where do they get their ideas from? Because we should be asking the same question as Christians. How do I know what is the right way for the government to run? Is this supposed move towards socialism really a move towards socialism? And most important, even if it is, what does the Bible say about it? There's a fellow who is sitting in the Areopagus here at Georgia Tech. Young man, I'd like to ask you a question on the radio. Do you mind? No, no, no. First of all, how many ounces is that cup of coffee, dude? This is not a cup of coffee. What do you uh, got in there? I have tea. You got tea? Yeah. Is it like 80 ounces? I wouldn't know, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a lot. Where do you come from, young man? Nicaragua. Nicaragua? Yeah. Terrific. And what are you studying here? Mathematics. Mathematics. Tell me, what is your economic approach to the world. Are you a capitalist? Are you a socialist? I would say that I'm a combination between a capitalist and a socialist. Tell me what that looks like. Uh, friendly competition. Okay. Cooperation with uh, other companies. Uh, that, that's capitalism. What's the socialism part? Uh, the cooperation part. Um, I think that there's some things that uh, should not be in hands of uh, companies, uh, such as uh, education or electricity water healthcare how come uh because health is something that should uh, be available to all for it's in the best interests of all to have healthy citizens in their countries you'd like the government to do that because you don't think that individuals can be charitable and take care of people who are sick I think that the government is the most capable of uh, undertaking... Most capable? Really? Uh, yeah. So what makes government more capable? They are there to serve the people. Uh, but isn't that what healthcare is about, though, serving people? Isn't indeed. that what they're there to do? Yeah, but, I mean, there's so many things with uh, health insurance, and, uh, I mean, it's so expensive to get... I agree, uh, I, I agree with that. You know. Where did you come up with this, this view? How did you learn this, or where did you get these ideas? Well, I would say it's from compassion, some basic uh, human values, some Christian values. You're a Christian. Uh, yeah, I, yes, I can say that I am, but that does not mean that I haven't looked at other religions as well and mm -hmm. considered what, what good they have to say. What does Christianity teach? Christianity teaches to um, love thy neighbor as you love thyself, which is a pretty universal... Why, why should I become a Christian? If I'm not a Christian, why would you tell me I should become a Christian? Well, I don't say that you should become a Christian, but I think you should at least uh, look at the Christian values because they're universal. So it's a good way to live. Yes. Okay, here's well, my... Well, I'm, here's, I'm here's, not saying you should become a Christian, but right. I think you should look into it. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the deal. I'm living good. Well, I've, I've, I've got health insurance. I'm taking care of medically. I've got a wife and kids, a mm -hmm. dog. A little annoying, but overall pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I need Christianity. No, I didn't, I didn't say you need it, but maybe you want it. Why? 
you don't need it but me, i think that uh, a lot of people around you are uh, are christians so i think it's a good way to relate to them if you uh, learn a little bit about what they believe in i'm sure that people who are around you here's how i understand christianity okay right? this is this is what i've learned about christianity is that it's not about a set of rules on how to live life mm-hmm. you can get that from a lot of different people in a lot of religious systems. What's unique about Christianity is it says something that's different than every religious worldview. Every other religious worldview says, do good, be good, and be rewarded when you're done. Mm. Christianity says something completely different. The Bible says nobody does good, no, not one. That everybody's a sinner, right? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Are you a sinner? Yes. How do you know? I live in this world. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and you've got something called a conscience, that little thing that goes, oh, boy, I did wrong again. Yeah. For instance, when you tell lies, you, something inside of you says, I shouldn't be doing that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For instance, Jesus, did he not say, if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart? Yes. Have you ever done that? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's something inside of you that says, that was wrong. I shouldn't be doing that. Correct? Yeah. Because that's a dirty thing to do. Or look at pornography, mm-hmm. or fornication, sex outside of marriage. Yeah. Even taking God's name in vain. Have you ever done that? Yes. Yeah. So that's blasphemy. Uh, the Bible says God will not hold him blameless who takes his name in vain. And that's why the Bible proclaims nobody does good, no, not one. Mm-hmm. And it's appointed unto man once to die and then judgment. What's your first name? Francisco. Francisco. If you died and God judged you... Mm-hmm. He knows your thought life, your deeds, your actions, your failures, everything that you've ever done in darkness. Mm-hmm. Would he find you innocent or guilty? I think that depends on what uh, set of uh, criteria he judged me by. Lusting, lying, stealing, blasphemy, dishonoring parents. He would find me guilty. Guilty. So what should God do with you? Send you to heaven or hell? I think he should send me somewhere in between. But there isn't any place like that. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, then judgment. I think he should send me back to this earth then. (laughs) We like that idea because the thought of going to hell is horrible. Okay, Francisco, this is where you should be going, hold it. That's why Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross to take the punishment for my sins. That's what Christianity teaches. Well... Yes, it yeah. is. It is what Christianity teaches. That's the teaches. biggie. That's the good news of the gospel. You're a sinner, but God died to save you. He doesn't have to punish you if justice is satisfied. Jesus paid your fine by dying on a cross so you can be set free. You can be found not guilty because of what Jesus did. That's Christianity. And that's why I need it. And that guy on roller skates there needs it. Everybody needs it because we've all sinned and fallen short. God must punish us because he's good and righteous, but he's merciful and he sent his son to live on this earth to take the punishment we deserve, to die on a cross for you, a guy who looks at women in lusts and lies and dishonors parents and steals and cheats, all those things that we've done. He died knowing that you would do those things because he's good. And the Bible says we must repent, admit we're not good, we're sinners, Mm -hmm. apologize and turn from our sins and put our trust in Jesus and him alone, not Muhammad or Allah or Buddha or the great spirit of the plain, but in Jesus Christ, the only God that lives, the only God that there is, and he says he'll forgive your sins and grant you everlasting life. Have you done that? Have you repented and put your trust in Jesus? I've repented and put my trust in Jesus. So when you die, you're going to heaven for sure because your sins are forgiven. um, Well, you know, I try to think about uh, this... And my actions every day. 
maybe I will, maybe I won't. Okay, so Indeed. the Bible says, examine yourself and see if you're in the truth. So I'm going to walk away. Mm-hmm. It's between you and God. I'm not your judge. Are you in the truth? Have you repented, died to yourself, turned from your sins, and put your trust in Jesus and him alone? You examine yourself and see. Well, what does it mean to put your trust in Jesus Christ alone? Well, right now, most of us trust in ourselves. The way that I'm living, mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good. I'm trusting in me. I'm trusting in money. Trust in Jesus. Okay. That what he said is true, that he's God, and that he He stooped to save you. Trust in I, that. I trust in that. All right, dude. All right. But... Uh at the same time, he uh, he told us to be compassionate. And to I agree completely. But our compassion comes because we have been shown so much compassion. Indeed, and that's why we do. So, how, but the thing is, I, I I mean, how should we approach other world religions? Well, here's what Jesus said: mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. Okay. The Bible makes it clear throughout. Very, yeah. Every other world system is wrong. They're wrong. Yeah, but uh, Jesus Christ also says the most important thing is to be compassionate. And I think it's very, well, it's it's very lo- compassionate. It's, it's to love God. Yeah, and to love God would also mean people. to look at the messages that he has given to the other people in the world. Yeah, those messages don't come from him. You don't know that. Oh, wait, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says that there's one mediator between God and man, Jesus Christ. That's it. Okay, that's true. The, the Bible okay. does say that. And he, he did However, he did say, oh, I'm sorry, we can't. We can't do that. Yeah. Yes, Jesus Christ is great. I love the Bible. I like to read the Bible. But you can't know for sure that hasn't been perverted by evil men in the world and well, there's no saying I mean there's absolutely no saying but I'm not going to forsake all the other knowledge and all the other world's history and not learn at least one little bit about them not consider them if you want someone to convert to Christianity how will you preach your message if you don't first learn about their religion well, isn't that not hypocrisy well you're assuming i don't know about their religion i do okay okay, okay. and how much what, do you here's know what, here's what islam teaches For no you, no have you read the book the quran have you read the quran i've read a lot of it how much do i need to read the whole thing yeah, the whole thing have you Absolutely. read the whole thing no oh so this is what the quran teaches mm-hmm. okay that you have to obey five pillars of islam what are like, the five pillars? Yeah, you know, you've got to go on a hajj. You've got to do your ties, your prayers. Okay. okay. What are your the hajj? To take a pilgrimage to Mecca or Medina. Okay. okay. The Bible says you don't do any of those things. You repent and trust the Savior, and he will save you. We don't save ourselves. Yeah. Islam says save yourself. Jesus says you can't. I will save you. That's the difference, dude. That's great. You know, I... But here's what the Bible says that you say that you love, Francisco. Mm-hmm. There are no other gods. He is it. All the other ones are idols, either made up in people's minds or made up out of a piece of wood and put on a mantle. Jesus and Jesus alone is God and he is your savior. All right? I hope uh, Jesus forgives you. All right. Thanks for the chat, all right, dude? Enjoy your tea. All right? Thanks. Thanks very much. You are listening to... See how well that economic conversation went? Wretched Radio. So, you're not convinced of the importance of training men to rightly divide the word of truth and fill pulpits internationally? Fine. 
then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. It is so important, not just important, it's absolutely essential to have a trained expositor of the scripture in every church. When we read through the book of Acts, we can see that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, advances as the word of God advances. Would you please consider joining the Master's Academy International in filling empty pulpits with men who can exposit the scriptures and advance the kingdom of God? It's a magnificent ministry with a generational impact. Please learn more about supporting TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor for the Master's Academy International. Okay, so imagine that you're inside of a maze and every corner that you take, there's another wall, there's another obstacle, and you finally get to the point of frustration where you think you're never going to get out. But then imagine a different scenario. You're still inside that maze, but every corner you take is a guide who has a flashlight and is saying, nope, that's the right way to go. And in that scenario, we welcome you to Transformed with Dr. Greg Gifford. And whether you've listened or not, you'll realize really quickly it's not your everyday radio show. Transformed with Dr. Greg Gifford takes issues that many, if not all of us, struggle with. And it matches them up to hope and healing through the pages of the Bible. It is genuinely an entirely new perspective. New episodes drop every Saturday morning in your favorite podcast spot or at transformed.org slash podcast transformed with dr greg gifford i would say the tomorrow clubs is a wonderful ministry kids are getting saved like crazy not just in eastern europe but also in africa and it's so efficient i was just with paul and cindy marty and i asked and it said in, in american currency how much does it cost to have a kid come to a tomorrow club four times a month so every single week what, what's the what does it take to make that happen ready a buck $1. That's it. The kid comes, they get treats, they get materials that they learn the Bible, they memorize a buck because it's it's all volunteer driven. All those dear ones, they're volunteers. It's an amazing ministry. And if you have a heart for the lost in Eastern Europe, Africa, and you love supporting ministries that are super efficient and biblically sound, I would point you in the direction of tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, and ask how many children might I be able to support per month? If everyone thinks one thing, then I say bet the other way. Ask your skeptical friend, is your present worldview truly consistent with the world around you? I keep picking them and you keep missing them. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You are listening to the program that is again the winner of the best segue in radio award. This is Wretched Radio. Did you hear the segue, by the way, in the last witness encounter? How you really don't need one? <laughs> Frequently, if you talk to people long enough, not always, but I'm guessing half the time, they will actually lead you into a spiritual conversation if you ask them enough questions. It just kind of comes out somehow. Otherwise, you don't really need much of a segue. Just go for it. So, what's your religious world? I'm curious. You seem like an interesting person. What do you believe about the afterlife? Just 
you're there. Alrighty, this is Wretched Radio. Want to talk to this young man who's walking by right now because anybody who's wearing flip flops and a winter coat, I'd like to talk to on the radio. Is that okay, young man? That works. All right, dude. What are you studying here at Georgia Tech? Uh, mechanical engineering. <sighs> There's a lot of you mechanical engineers here. Yeah, there are. A big bunch of geeks you are. Yeah. Yeah. And how tall are you? Uh, six five. Six five. Are you yeah. on basketball team? I'm not. Do you have any vertical? No. Me neither. That was the problem. That's my brother's. Are you bitter about your brother? A little bit. He was the athlete. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but are you smarter than him? I used to be. But not anymore? No. Too much alcohol. Too much alcohol? (laughs) Yeah. You've been drinking too much. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. How old are you? 22. 20? Oh, good answer. Yeah, Yeah. right. Okay, so you're 22. (laughs) I'm a fourth year. (laughs) Did the drinking start before you went away to school? No. Just here when you got here. Yep. Is there? I got it. I'm from Minnesota. Okay. And I go to the University of Minnesota campus a lot. Okay. And there, you look around, you see signs of partying everywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of sex stuff, a lot of political stuff, a lot of religious stuff. Okay. Uh, very progressive. I don't see that around here at Georgia Tech. No. But is it going on? I mean, a little bit, but I mean, it's it's a lot. So would you I'm from con- Wisconsin, so I mean, I compare. So you know like, what drinking is yeah, all I about. Talk, You're I a brandy man, man, is what you are. Yeah. So is that right? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I like I like vodka just <laughs> yeah. as much. But yeah. <laughs> You're a stereotype. Yeah. So, dude, you've been living kind of a prodigal life since you've been here. Yeah. Do your parents know about this? Uh, my mom knows. Yeah. Yeah. Knows, What's so. mom thinking? Um, mom was okay with it. I mean, I, she took me out to bars a little bit when I was under the age of 18, because mm. in Wisconsin it's legal, so it's she didn't really care that it's much. It's legal if a parent is with you in a bar? Yeah, they could take you out to bars. And you can drink? And you can drink. No. Yeah, it is. That's the state of Wisconsin. But as soon as you hit the age of 18, you're an adult, and they can't let you do it anymore. I cannot follow that logic. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Ask Wisconsin. Okay, so dude, not to get too personal, and you, and you can just pass on this whole thing. Okay. Usually when there's a lot of alcohol consumption involved, okay. there's other activities that are involved. Yep. Yes? Yep. Going on for you? Not really. No? No. Uh, Sex, really? drugs, and rock and roll? Not really. I mean, it's just I drink, I usually uh, go to sleep, and that's about it. Okay, let me ask you a really personal question. All you right. might want to pop me for this one, so All don't, right. okay? You're going to practice some self-control? All right. All right. Pornography? Sure, yes. Sure. Yep. Well, wow, dude. You kind of say that kind of casually, like no big deal. I, I, I don't see the problem with it. I mean, Really? Yeah. Really? How's about the fact that it kind of objectifies women and makes them objects I mean, instead of somebody to be cherished? I could totally turn around and tell you I'm gay and okay. that I watch gay porn. So Okay, I mean, are you? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So even so, isn't it kind of a humiliating way to see human beings doing something kind of private? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's something that they chose to do. and So it's okay? I think so, yes. Yeah. Yep. So the idea of watching something like that, as long as it's behind closed doors, it's all right? Sure. I mean, even if you want to do it in a big group, I mean, whatever. Okay. What, what's your first name? Jesse. Jesse. Yep. What would you think about a guy who was peeping into people's windows? Watching him in their bedroom. I think that'd be perverted and wrong. And, okay, you know, but, be, be but because somebody gives permission, mm-hmm. it's okay to watch that. Yeah. So the perversion is you don't have permission not watching somebody else in a sexual act. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Do you have a religious background? Uh, I was. I grew up Presbyterian, but I don't have any religion now. So. Yeah. What do Presbyterians teach about the afterlife? That you know, if we can go to heaven, hell, and then we're gonna, you know, end up being judged when we die, and right. so yeah, I, mean, I think that's right. Yep. Yeah. So if that's true, where do you think you'd go? 
if it's true. If it's true, um, I'd say I'd go to heaven. Okay. Because in the end, we can repent for our sins if we if we go back to that ideology. And that's one of the reasons why I can't be Christian anymore is just because none of it makes sense. I mean, no religion really makes sense. It's just something that we're trying to find a reason for life, and it doesn't. It's there's no purpose in it. So. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not a Presbyterian, but I don't think that's what Presbyterians teach exactly. Okay. I do think that they would say that it is appointed for you to die and mm-hmm. then to be judged. Yeah. And God, who knows every thought, every deed, every action, who says that if you just look with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart, mm-hmm. right? Which clearly okay. you've done. Sure. Okay. For instance, he says that all liars okay. will have their part in the lake of fire. How many lies have you told? Lots. Lots of lies. Lots of lies. Okay. Dishonored mom maybe in the past? Sure. Okay. Taking God's name in vain? Yep. Okay. So you die. God judges you. Innocent and I guess I go to hell. I mean, I, I can't really sit there and be, like, offended by it because I don't believe in I understand that, you, so. Don. Yeah. But maybe this maybe this will just make more sense than the way you had it put together before. Mm-hmm. So if you died, God has to punish lawbreakers. Yep. I'm a lawbreaker. She's a lawbreaker. You're a lawbreaker. God must punish wrong, correct? Mm-hmm. You'd be guilty and you'd go to hell. Okay. Yikes! They're so casual about it. It doesn't bother me because I'm, you know, I'm what do you know firm about in my belief. Um, I don't believe it exists, so I mean, it's one of those things where right. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So I mean, from what I'm told, it's you know, you live an eternity of just bad awfulness, and I, I'm really not too worried about it because, like I said, I don't have any faith. So like here's that. what I just told you, and you were very polite to receive it. Mm-hmm. I just told you that according to the Bible, you're going to hell, mm-hmm. right? You said you grew up with some Presbyterian training. Yep. What else do they teach? What else is there to the story? Because it's pretty bleak right now. I guess I was taught differently at my church, but it was basically one of those things where we were going to die and we could go off and, you know, tell everything. We could come true, and if we came true, then we'd go to heaven and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. it's if all of a sudden the day comes where I die and somebody's like, all right, you died, uh, you know, you tell us everything you've done wrong, I'd say I didn't believe in any of this shit. So I'd go to hell for that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. It's I have my belief in not believing, and I understand I'm very, very, very. I understand, in that. but just so that you've got the whole picture, you said you're willing to consider this stuff. Just so you understand the whole yeah. deal, okay? I'm not so sure what they told you about believing and it comes yeah. true or whatever, whatever that's all about. But the Bible says you die, you get judged. You're guilty, you go to hell. Mm-hmm. Because God is just and he must punish lawbreakers. Yeah, but the Bible also says that he's good and he's rich in mercy. Mm-hmm. And he demonstrated that by... When Jesus died for our sins. There you go. There we go. That's right. That's the good news. So mm-hmm. Your sins can be forgiven. Yep. You don't have to go to hell. But here's the, here's the trick right here. Here's the catch. And I suspect this is probably it for you. Okay. The Bible says you have to repent. Okay. Which means agree with God. Yep. And apologize to God for mm-hmm. breaking his laws, turn from your law breaking, and put your trust in Jesus. And that's probably the rub right there. Okay. You're young, you've got sowing some wild oats right now, and this whole Jesus thing, you just know that if I'm going to repent, that means I don't get to feed my flesh, I don't get to go out and do the parties, the <laughs> pornography. Those days are done, and you don't want to give those up. I, I don't think that's it. You don't? No, I think there's what a lot. What is it? I mean, I've had. And I don't want to sit there and say, like, my life's unfair or anything like that. I think I've been... Everybody says that, you know, God tests you. And I've had a dad die. I've had a big brother die. I was raped. Um, I've had all this crazy happen to me. And, like, it just came down to it where it was like, 
I'm strong, I'm a good person, I'm all that stuff, and I can't sit there and give credit to something that I can't see or do anything with to, you know, I, I just can't give credit yeah. to somebody else for it. And that's, it's not me not wanting to repent or anything like that. I just feel like I did all this on my own. I, if anything, I say I go down towards like the religious beliefs of doing stuff like Buddhists and stuff like that, where it's, I've, I've leaned more that way now, where right. it's like your inner... Jesse, look, I'm sorry for that stuff. It's yeah. it just it's a reminder that we just live in a bad place, and yeah. there's evil, awful stuff going on out there, and I'm truly sorry for that. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. But let me just leave you with this thought, all right? Okay. If what I'm saying is true, you can go to heaven because of what Jesus did for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the verse that said, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten yes. Son? Yes, yes. God loved you enough to die for you mm-hmm. so that your sins can be forgiven and you could be brought into a right relationship with him. Mm-hmm. At least think about it today. All right. Okay? Would you do that? Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I've said that I'm open to it. I mean, that's something that I listen to. Then here's, here's the challenge. Listen to your conscience today. God gave you that little inner voice that says, oh boy, I've done wrong. I'm not a good person. I've done bad things. Mm-hmm. And if it starts to concern you, then think about what Jesus did for you. All right. And it should break your heart. And you should flee to him, not because you're maybe afraid to die or scared of hell or there's punishment, but because he's been so good to rescue you from hell by dying for you. It's Mm -hmm. about kindness. It's not about a threat. It's about turning to him because he's kind and it's good. Mm -hmm. All right? All right. Would you think about that today? Yeah, I would. All right. Young man, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. If you happen to be somebody who listens to us do this often enough, you know that we have a tendency to promote law to the proud, grace to the humble, and, and, and don't give people the good news until they tremble before a just and holy law. I don't know what was happening with Jesse, but there was trembling going on. There was just there was dry mouth and the cheeks quivering, and so more than anything, we delight in giving the good news of the gospel, so I did pray that God will convict his conscience and that it'll help him understand that he too is a sinner and that he too can be forgiven if he will repent and put his trust in Jesus Christ. That's a sad story, but all of that can be healed and gone. And it can be for you too. If you will repent and trust the Savior, he will save you too, no matter what you have done. Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. We start in Wisconsin today where a future OBGYN resident sparked a little bit of an outrage saying that she is going to leave the state of Wisconsin if abortion gets restricted. That's right, the unhinged med student, unhinged is a good word, uh, fumed over potential bans impacting very late-term abortion procedures, also known as infanticide. Yet she still plays the heroic martyr for women's rights instead of an inspiring angel of death. Oh, let's hope Wisconsin awakens from this progressive nightmare. Now in Michigan, the governor is concerned about education quality and uh, decided to team up with the cartoon spud this week to, quote, revolutionize learning. That's exactly what you need to do, Governor Whitmer. Oh, Governor Whitmer and Professor Tater, one in the same. Overseas, in deeply distressing news, Islamic terrorists have massacred over 30 more Christians in Nigeria this week. 
The latest attack targeted men, women, and children across several predominantly Christian villages. The raid left dozens dead and also displaced surviving community members who now live in constant terror. Similarly, in Uganda, Muslim relatives violently demolished a family's home after the wife converted to Christianity last month. The woman's husband was away when a mob arrived unannounced and systematically tore down the brick house brick by brick as she watched in horror with her children. And the persecutors warned her that fleeing would not save her either. And as we tell you so frequently here at Wretched, please make sure that you are continuing to pray for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. I think all you people are despicable. Piltdown Man was the discovery of the century until it was exposed as a deliberate hoax. An ape jaw was attached to a human skull and stained to appear old. You can't tell people the truth, they think you're lying. You have to lie to make them think you're telling the truth. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. We are having a Witness Wednesday and there is a group of eight people sitting down eating food in the little Areopagus here at Georgia Tech. Hey, gang, I want to ask you guys a question. Can I do that on the radio while you're sitting here eating lunch? Here's the deal. I want to tell you something about myself, and then I want you to tell me if you think I'm wrong, okay? All right, here's what I believe. I believe that if I live my life wearing really grungy clothes, fly to Seattle seven times before I die, and sing every one of Kurt Cobain's songs eight times... When I die, I will spend eternity in Nirvana with Kurt Cobain himself. Here's my question for you. Do you think I'm wrong about my belief? Young man, am I wrong? No. No. Do you think I'm wrong, young lady? <laughs> I have no idea. You're right, yes. right or wrong? Yes. You think I'm right? I think you're wrong. You think I'm... Wait a second. Wait a second. Before I get to you, because I think you might be the exception, am I right or wrong, young man? I'm pretty sure you're right, because if anybody ever did any of that, they'd have it, it would have to happen. That's just pure devotion to some great art. Real, so it's, it, what matters is the intensity of my the passion, That's not right. the object of my faith, just whether I really, really mean it. That's it. That's Are you exactly pulling my leg now? It. No, that's I'm, that's truth. That is truth. From the heart. It's your truth or that's universal truth? It's my truth. That's your truth. Mm-hmm. Is it universal truth? I don't know. All righty. Am I right or wrong, young man? Uh, wrong. Really? I think that's judgmental and intolerant. <laughs> what do you say about that? Uh, You've heard my feelings. It's judgmental and intolerant to judge me. And say I'm judgmental and intolerant. <laughs> You're being pretty logical for a kid in the 21st century. Right or wrong? Am I right or wrong about my Kurt Cobain Nirvana business? You're right if you if you believe in it enough. Yeah, it's going to happen, huh? Yeah, it's going to happen. It is. I go- believe it. Uh, not. At first, I believed you, but now I don't believe you so much. Really? Yeah. Which is it? Am I going to go to Nirvana with Kurt Cobain? What, what is Nirvana? Is that like a... Happy place. Okay, I, I thought you meant like... Okay. Yeah. yeah what um, about you? Young man, am I right or wrong? That's totally your right to believe him, man. Go with it. All right, but is it going to happen? Oh, I can't tell you that. I don't know. But do you think I'm wrong? No. Mm, do you think I'm right? I think you have the right to believe it. All right. Young man, am I right or wrong? Um, I don't know, but I feel like if a lot of people believe that, that you'd be right. So it takes a more majority or a plurality and then it becomes true? Well, then people start to believe it's true. 
Yeah, but is it right or wrong? Mm, I don't know. All right, all right, dude, give me give me the brief answer. Am I right or wrong? I think you're wrong. That a boy. How come? Because I don't believe in afterlife. So because you don't believe it, it's not going to happen for me? Well, I don't believe it for anybody, so it wouldn't happen for anybody. Anybody who believes otherwise to me is wrong. Okay, so you would be willing to say to Christians and Muslims and Jews they're wrong too? Really? I'd be I'd be willing to offer my opinion and, and beliefs versus theirs. Versus theirs, but you'd say they're wrong. Yeah, wouldn't they All say right. I'm wrong? All right. Uh, they tell yeah, me it depends back. who you talk to. All right, here, I, I've got a question. Is anybody here, by any chance, a Christian or a Muslim or a Jew? I'm Methodist. Methodist, so that would be... Christian. There you go. All right, he said you're wrong. Well, I guess it just comes down to what people believe, and if you if people can tell you that you're wrong and you believe it, then I guess they win, but it's you, all about are faith. Are you wrong? I don't believe so. So then he's wrong. I guess if you want to go down that road. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the logical road. Right. right? Okay. Correct. Good. All right. Young man, what are you? Uh, just generic Christian. Generic Christian. Okay, so you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, right? Yes. So you think that guy up there is wrong? I think he has a differing opinion, but it's his right to have that opinion. I understand, but is he wrong? Chips are fresh, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is I do it, believe it, that he has a differing opinion that would logically be mistaken according to mine. <laughs> that was a lot of words. Is he right or wrong? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let me, you guys, let me, let me try something here. Do you realize what postmodernism is? Do you know what that means? Have you ever heard that term? Talking about architecture? Yeah. No, not, well, it, it's related to architecture. Yeah. It, 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 are you all architecture students? Yeah. Okay, well, well, okay, so what is postmodern architecture? I'd be doing a lot better if I knew that. <laughs> you know, there's actually a postmodern architecture museum. Did you know that? And there's like a staircase leading to nothing. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. But interestingly, it's founded on a foundation, which is also interesting, isn't it? And everything founded on a foundation, though? Not postmodernism. Well, well then. Postmodernism basically teaches that all truths are equally valid. So you're right, even though you believe in nothing. He's right as a Methodist, and he's right as a generic Christian. She won't talk to me. So you're all right, even though you have completely contradictory views. That's postmodernism. And that is the era that you guys live in. So chances are pretty good you guys are postmodern. Fair enough? Fair enough. Yeah? Fair enough. Okay, here's let me let me challenge that though for a second. Okay, I'm I'm not a generic Christian. All right, I'm a flame throwing, Bible banging, holy roller, holy roller. Yes, sir. All right, and here's here's the problem, perhaps with postmodernism. And you tell me where I have it wrong. This is what I believe is true: that there's going to be a day of judgment when God is going to judge everybody for what they have done. All right, and the standard that He'll use is the Ten Commandments. For instance, you shouldn't lie. Anybody here? How many lies do you think you've told, gang? My atheist friend up here. How many lies have you told? My whole life? Yeah, your whole life. I don't know. Enough lies. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if I told lies, what would you call me? What type of person would I be? A. Okay, you're going to be my spokesperson. You're going to represent everybody, whether they like it or not. All right. Have you ever stolen anything? Um, no. Ever? No. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't be one of those lies, would it? Nope. All right. Even as a child from your parents? No. All right. Here's a tougher one. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yes. Okay. Because that would be adultery of the heart, because God examines the intentions of the heart, the desires. Okay? Have you ever taken God's name in vain, used it as a curse word? Yes. Done anything to dishonor your mom or dad? 
Not anything off the top of my head. Well, being naughty as a child, not doing what you were told first time. Uh, then yes. Okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And lusting after a woman probably wouldn't make mom <laughs> and dad real happy, right? Right. Okay. So by your own admission, let's see, what are we, you're a lying, blasphemous adulterer at heart. God judges you. Would you be innocent or guilty? Well, by your standards, guilty. All right. By God's standards. Not mine. God's standards, you'd be guilty, right? I'd say that your standards, but. Okay. All right. <laughs> So would you go to heaven or hell? By yours, God's standards, I'd go to hell. You'd go to hell. Okay, so he represented all of you guys. Are you okay with that? So you'd all be guilty because you've all lied, lusted, <coughs> taken God's name in faith. God will strike me if he doesn't like me. God, God will strike you if he doesn't like you. What verse is that? Okay, so this guy represents all of you. So here's the situation. In my reality, God is going to judge all of you and send you to hell. All right? Now, am I wrong? Young man, you said that I was wrong before. Am I wrong now? Yes. All right, good for you. Now, you didn't say I was wrong. Am I wrong now? Um, yes. Well, that changed. Before you weren't willing to tell me I'm wrong, what happened? <laughs> well, before you had an individual idea, and now you're kind of conforming. Yeah, to you're idea. getting involved in it, aren't you? Yes. Because suddenly my reality involves you, because if my reality is right, you're in it, and you're going to hell. That's right. Right. So now the question isn't... Am I right or wrong, or what's your opinion or your attitude? But the question is, what is true? That's the question. Is what I'm saying true or not? Because if what I'm saying is true, regardless of what we believe, you'll be involved in it. Am I right about that, postmodern? Yes. Okay. So why would you? Why do you think I'm wrong? Um, it doesn't sound good to me. You don't like the idea. I don't like, it. Nope, I don't like the idea either. What do you know about hell? Not much. It I mean, isn't good, is it? From what I've heard. <laughs> what have you heard? Uh, fire, brimstone, whiplash. All, whole, that, all the, the nine yards, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole deal. The, all, all bad stuff. All bad stuff. Okay. My atheist friend, yes, you wanted to, you wanted to jump in. Yes, sir. Yeah, if, if by your standards they were all liars, blasphemers, you know, hellbound, yeah. then aren't we also by your standards be being judged by a merciful and forgiving God that would forgive and... Well, we just haven't gotten that far yet. We haven't gotten that far, but here's the dilemma. Okay. Well, you did skip ahead a little bit, but that's okay. It's understandable. All right. Methodist, here's where we're at right now. You guys are all going to hell because God is righteous and he's just, and he must punish lawbreakers. You're a lawbreaker, right, young man? Yes, I am. All right. Methodist, God is just. He'll punish lawbreakers, but he's rich in mercy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What did God do to demonstrate his kindness so that you don't have to go to hell and your atheist friend doesn't have to go to hell? Um, well, he uh, sacrificed his one son for all of our sins. So There you go. That's the, that's the good news right there. You can have your sins forgiven because your fine has been paid by... His, the Son of God. Whose name is? Jesus that Christ. Is, that is correct. That's right. Okay. okay, so quiz time. Okay, that guy up there is a hell-bound atheist, right? God will forgive him because Jesus died on the cross. What does he need to do to be forgiven by God? You have to believe it and you have to ask for it. That's right. You have to ask for it. You have to repent too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, dude, do you know what it means to repent? Yes. Methodist. What is it? Oh, wait a second. Atheist, do you know? What does it mean to repent? Well, to ask forgiveness and um, beg for mercy. Yeah, that's. I guess that would be fair enough. And stop sinning. Turn from your sins. Agree with God. He exists. Yeah. You've been bad. He's good. Mm-hmm. He sent his son to die for you on the cross and you apologize, and you put your trust in Jesus, then justice can be satisfied because he punished his son on your behalf, and you can go to heaven, not because you're a good guy, but because you're a bad guy who's been forgiven by a good God. 
Make sense? Sure. All right. Now, that is either true or it isn't true. Can we at least agree on that, everybody? All right. All y'all, thanks for the chat. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. Witness Wednesday, Georgia Tech on Wretched Radio. Well, 2024 is a crucial election year. The sanctity of life is at the forefront. And while we do celebrate the overturning of Roe, we cannot ignore the surge of pro-choice voices. They are persuasive, but we can and should be more convincing. We have to stand firm, not only in our beliefs, but also in the understanding of the gospel to change hearts and minds. Pro-choice advocates rally voters with misleading arguments. And as Christians, it is our duty to counter these narratives with truth and compassion. Remember, this is not only about politics. It's about protecting the lives of the unborn. The debate has shifted to when instead of should, and now it's time to refocus this conversation. Equip your family and your church with Life is Best, a 13-lesson series that's not just powerful, but a call to action. Order your free digital download and streaming version from the Wretched Store right now. It's available for free during the month of January. You have until January 31st, and we, together, can make a difference. I believe in a culture of life. One of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms of all three of my kids. The sonogram or the, the pictures that are taken of babies, still a profoundly helpful tool, which encourages me to encourage you to consider supporting Preborn Ministries, Preborn Ministries and their network clinics. They are giving away free ultrasounds to women, but they do cost something. It's $28 an ultrasound. And just as you heard Governor DeSantis say, his view of life was profoundly changed when he saw the baby in the womb, when you see the form and the shape and the fingers and the heartbeat, would you please consider supporting Preborn? It's a great ministry of life. It has a high anthropology, shares the gospel with women and with the dads. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. You know, you're the reason that we get so excited about every broadcast. Now, one of the questions you may be wondering is, what's it like on the other side? You know, we everyone's life is a bit different and not everyone is in a place that they can contribute in the same way and that is perfectly okay but if you are i want to encourage you to actually put some more thought and some more prayer and some more conversation into it if you feel moved if you feel led and you're in a good spot in your life right now then we would welcome you with open arms but hey remember this if you're in debt if you're not giving to your local church then we don't want you giving to us when have you ever heard a ministry turn down donations because that's not who we are We don't want to put any pressure or undue stress on you to partner with us. So if you're in a good place in your life right now, visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Every bit of support, big or small, makes a tremendous difference. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Pay attention, son. This is for your own good. There are no universally accepted fossil remains which demonstrate the evolution of man. The science journal Nature, volume 412, page 131, 2001. Don't feel bad for losing. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hello, this is Wretched Radio. We are having a Witness Wednesday. We're at Georgia Tech. There was a fellow sitting here on the, on the stoops who asked me what I'm doing. I said, I'm doing radio and I'm asking people, my mathematician friend, what they believe 
about the afterlife. What do you believe about what happens to people when they die? Oh, wow. You weren't ready for that one, were you? Uh-uh. What's your name? Jibril. Jibril? Yeah. Where are you from? Gambia, West Africa. Very cool. How are things there these days? Hard? Good? Uh, it's hard, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. What do you believe what happens to you when you die? I believe that, you know, we'll be accounted for what we do here. Uh-huh. I believe everything I do here... We'll, 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 I'll pay for it. Really? If it is good, uh, I'll pay. Yeah. What are you going to be paying? Oh, right now, so far, a lot of bad stuff. A lot of bad stuff. <laughs> so you got a you got a big debt, is that right? <laughs> I got a big debt, like the Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you probably do. Yeah, completely bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's you know actually that's what the Bible says. Did you know that? That we are broke, bankrupt. Oh, that's what it says. So it sounds like you're actually quoting the Bible. We're bankrupt because uh, we break the laws. Oh, that, okay. That's how you know it's going to happen to you. Have you kept the laws? Do you know what the Ten Commandments are? No. Ten Commandments are God's rules for how we're supposed to live. Okay? So that whatever it is inside of your head that is telling you you've done bad things and you have a debt would be things like lies. How many lies do you think you've told in your lifetime? Oh, a lot. <laughs> okay. How many things do you think you've stolen in your lifetime? Uh, I would say, I would say that too. All right. Get ready for this one. This is going to be a little painful. Okay. Right? Jesus, you've heard of him, right? Yeah. yeah. He said that if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Well, how about if, if it is the society that's presenting that? You're walking down the street, you just saw somebody uh-huh. dressed the way they dress. Yeah. Sometimes you just cannot help it. You're going you're to try to stick with that <laughs> argument? <laughs> well, I mean, you try as much as you want, but the eye is just not going to get away from that. Unless okay, so have you done it or not? Uh, well, I've done it. All right. So there's some debts that you've piled up. You've lusted, you've lied, you've stolen. So if God judged you, he'd find you innocent or guilty. Good God is half mercy. Well, I agree. He is merciful. I agree with that. But he's also righteous and just. And so he's got to punish criminals, right? Yeah. Because a judge who just says to a criminal who's broken the law, I'm going to let you go because I'm merciful, he'd be a corrupt, bad judge. Yes, he will. But, All right. but so I, I think it, it, it depends. If when I die, like the moment I'm dying, you know, I didn't acknowledge that I've done really these things and this and pray to God. Well, I'm only a human being. I ask forgiveness for repentance. If when I leave this earth, what I believe is I didn't get to that stage or I didn't commit to that, then God not going to forgive me. Yeah. But if I ask for his giving and I acknowledge things I've done and the moments before I die, I, I, I try to be a better person, here's, I think. Here's the problem, though. You're like a criminal before yeah. a judge saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The judge would say to you, you are right to be sorry, but you've still broken the laws. You have a debt against the law. I must punish you. And he can't forgive you. He can't just let you go. Criminals can't just be set free. No. Unless somebody steps into the courtroom and pays your fine. Then justice can be satisfied and you can be set free because your fine has been paid, right? Yeah. Now, I got some good news for you, my friend. I'm a Christian, all right? Here's what the Bible says. God is rich in mercy, and he sent his son, whose name is Jesus Christ, to die on a cross 2,000 years ago. Have you ever heard this story? Yeah. Yeah. It was a plan 
to save you, to rescue you from the wrath of the judge, Jesus Christ took the punishment you deserve upon himself so that your badness could be placed on him and in exchange you can receive forgiveness and the goodness of Jesus so that the judge, even though you've broken the laws, he can see you as innocent because the fine has been paid by Jesus. That's the good news of the gospel. Jabril, you can have your sins forgiven. You don't have to wonder where you're going when you die. You can know where you're going when you die if you will repent, which means apologize to God for your sins and turn from your sins and put your trust in Jesus Christ. That's what needs to happen for this legal exchange to take place. If you'll repent and trust the Savior, God says, I'll forgive you and grant you everlasting life because I'm good and my son died to save you. That's the good news of the gospel. Well, if that's the case, if I put my trust in Jesus, why would I stop stealing? Why would I stop? Uh, why, would, why would you want to? Why would you want to go on sinning when God has shown you so much kindness? You wouldn't be living like a grateful child. You'd be living like a rebel. Because <laughs> if you really understand God died for me, oh, now I want to live for him and I don't want to do those things because those are the things that caused him to go to the cross and die for me. That's why. You don't want to go on sinning so the grace can increase and abound. You want to live a life following God. Now, you can't do that perfectly. You'll still sin, but you'll have a new attitude towards sin. So when you see those women walking across campus here down the street, you're not going to look because you know it displeases God. And you can do it. You don't have to look at women with lust if you don't want to because he'll give you the power to do it and he'll give you a new heart with new attitudes and new desires and he'll change you from the inside out. That's true. Yeah. So uh, by doing those things, how do you grow? Are you going to be like some of your difficulties? Is God going to make it easy for you? Oh. That's a really good question. And the Bible says, don't know. Here's what he says, though. No matter what you go through, you'll have a different perspective. Okay? Because you'll understand that God is organizing everything for your good and for his glory. So I can't tell you you're going to get rich. I can't tell you you're going to get an A on your math test. I can't tell you that you won't be persecuted. Your family might even get mad at you because you repent and put your trust in Jesus. But he says, no matter what you go through, I will be with you. He is your good shepherd, and he will provide for you, and he will take care of you because he is good and he is kind. And those other things won't be nearly as important because what will become most important to you is your relationship with the God of the universe. Can't promise a good life. <laughs> I can promise a forgiven life, and he will grow you in holiness. That's what that's what he's interested in. Not improving your earthly life nearly as much as improving your heart. That's what he's interested in. That makes sense. Yeah. But a question to you is, what does God think of people in, in African continent dying, suffering, and oh. those people are innocent? That's, I mean, it, why, why do they have to go through that? Yeah, there's there's a lot of theological explanations for it. And bottom line is, we live in a fallen, sinful, corrupt world. You know, a lot of those people suffer because bad men do bad things. They don't get food to their people. They steal the money. They do all kinds of bad things. It's just a reminder, Jabril, that we live in a really fallen, sinful world. And here's what we know. While today it might not look like justice is being served with those people, the Bible promises there will be a day of judgment when everybody will stand before the throne of the creator of the universe and they will give an account and he will give them exactly what they deserve. So theologically it's a little complex and it's a hard answer. 
but bottom line is there's bad stuff in the world because we live in a fallen, sinful planet. I, I just it's just my feeling. Yeah, I just think it's it's hard. You know, you look at like Las Vegas and all, yeah. all of those cities. You know, it's a lot of bad things. You know, out there in the open. God's gonna see, get them. You see, there's prospering. Then you look at like like in my country or in Darfur or in yeah. Rwanda. Those people are just barely looking for food to survive. It's terrible. And they're dying every day in the thousands. And so it's like, I know it's hard. And you know, <laughs> and you know who really tends to try to help those people the most are Christians tend yeah, to try to they're help always the there yeah, because, they're always there with them because we've been shown so much kindness we try to help because we understand that everybody's made in the image and likeness of God and so they are valued by God so we value them and we try to help them out do you have a Bible? no I don't you should go to the internet and Google and you can remember the name John right? John yeah John read the gospel of John all these questions that you have that are very good and they're very logical and they're right questions, I'm telling you, if you read the Bible with an open heart and an open mind, it'll answer all these questions in a way that is extremely satisfying. If you approach it recognizing this was a book written by God so that you could understand how to live, it'll explain a lot of these things to you. Jabril, I'll be praying for you today. All right? Think about this. I don't, I'm, I'm not here to sign you up for a church or anything. I'm not, I don't want your money. But I do want you to go to heaven someday. So just think about this, okay? Remember, okay. you're a sinner and your conscience knows it, right? You're guilty. You deserve God's wrath. But Jesus died knowing that you would lust. I don't know if you've ever looked at pornography, if you've blasphemed God's name. He knew you'd do all of those things, but he died to save you anyway because he's kind and he loves you and he will save you. But you've got to repent and put your trust in Jesus because he's your God. And he commands you to repent. And this is an offer of good news, okay? You're on a highway to hell, but he'll save you. He'll rescue you, and he'll put you on the road to life if you trust in him, okay? All right? Yeah. All right. Wow. I'm glad we chatted today. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, too. Right. Hey, it's, right. nice, it's nice to meet you, nice sir. Nice to meet you. All right, you got something right. to ponder, all right? Yeah. All righty. Hey, thanks very much. I mean it. Oh, please pray for him. Please pray for him. I wish you could see his face on the radio. It is a ponderous face, and he's asking right questions, and I'll respond to those questions with as thoughtful an answer as possible because it sure did sound like he simply had a questioning heart, and those questions are fair, and we can answer those questions when they are open to the answers, when they're just being argumentative. Yeah, you're just banging your apologetical head against a concrete wall, so pray for Jabril. Please, and until next time, go serve your king.